0: All right, here we are again, Tim. We're back. We are back. We're still here. It's another way to think about it. Um, So today we're going to be talking about value add ideas, meaning ways to increase the value of your property, cash flow or otherwise. Indeed. So I have
1: a different like mind. We both have probably different uh, mindsets on this, which will be slightly useful. So like when I think of value add, because I do mostly commercial buildings now, the value of my buildings is based solely on the net operating income. So basically you increase the income or you reduce the expenses and your building is worth more. Whereas whenever you have mostly like one to four unit type buildings, like uh, what John has, your value add is a little bit more um, as far as like increase in cash flow is one because you're looking at how do you how do you do that, but you're also looking at how do you increase the value of the building for like an appraiser or right. something like that because it's still going to be based a lot on comps, and that's what you're trying to push up. So is that accurate? I guess it probably is.
0: Yeah, if I can't you. speak to your side of the equation, but yeah, for us, it's highly focused on uh, essentially the value of rent we could put on the lease because that's going to go to the appraiser. And then uh, kind of curb appeal, right? So when the appraiser walks through, we just want them to give them a good number. That's uh, a little less expense focused.
1: Sweet. So I guess we'll just get into it. Um, yep. You have something first or you want me to go?
0: Yeah, why don't I run down, I'll run down my three. Uh, we'll stay in like whatever my land is, this residential slash burr appraisal land. And then we'll jump into commercial and see if there's any crossover so my first one, which I think might be some crossover is landscaping. So we basically are putting down weed screens everywhere and we're favoring rocks like river rock over mulch. And essentially we put in like uh hostas or some very hardy plant. Uh, that is a, uh, perennial. I think perennial is the word. Anyway, it comes up every year (laughs) and, uh, with river and a weed screen. And, uh, and uh that's how we try and eliminate some landscaping costs there that's good yeah we've done that a little
1: bit too like the more ground you can take away for mowing the lawn the more hedges you can take away the better stuff that just kind of maintains itself is ideal so like we just had a episode on hidden expenses so it's like um you know, landscaping is a pretty big one. And if you can get rid of that, then that's good. And that applies to commercial too, because you reduce your expenses. So that's some crossover there.
0: Yeah. Uh, The next one on my list is instead of changing out windows, you get nice blinds. So particularly in Pittsburgh here, we have some old windows. So I guess there's really three kinds of windows that I'm familiar with anyway. There's wooden, then there's metal, and then there's vinyl. Uh, People like vinyl, it's the newest. So with metal, you can paint them. You can kind of make them look like uh, vinyl, and with wood, you kind of have wood. You can paint them, but then they just don't open and close, which is a really nice feature. But uh, you know, so new, <laughs> new, new wood and windows. One of like, the two features of windows, yes. Yeah. Uh, can like, you see through
1: them and do they open?
0: Yeah, they're like five to eight hundred dollars to replace. But you can get some really nice, like those wooden slat blinds, for example, and you can put them up over your wooden windows and you can actually really dress up those windows with some paint and uh, you can achieve like a, a very nice aesthetic that works well with the appraisal and, and with a prospective tenant, um, even though you don't have a wooden window. So especially if this is an area where they're not going to be opening it, like let's say a bathroom or somewhere like that, where uh, you already have a bath fan, and it's not going to be opening and closed much.
1: So... As far as crossover on that, that one is a little bit more uh, smaller building type thing just because you're more looking at how like an appraiser would view your building when they went through, like that's going to give them a better opinion of the property. So likely result in a, you know, more favorable appraisal. It probably applies a little bit to commercial stuff where if something that simple can get your rent up, then that's good. But actually, with commercial, when you look at windows, I'm not really thinking so much wooden, metal, or vinyl. I'm thinking more double-paned or not double-paned because in a lot of these buildings, I'm paying for the heat. So it might actually be a value-add strategy to pay the money to swap out all the windows because if you're taking them from like single-paned aluminum windows to double-paned vinyl windows, you're going to reduce a lot of heat loss and save money on your Utilities, which, if you do that project, might improve your NOI and thus your value. So,
0: yeah, you can get those nice tents that bounce the light off, too. So, you can yeah, but in a go.
1: smaller building, generally the tenants are paying the heat. So, who cares?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the other one, the last one I have on here is self managing. Uh, so, you know, you can really save yourself a, a meaningful amount of money by self managing. Mm-hmm you're just closer to the tenant you're most likely going to be more responsive assuming you're responsible and uh so you'll have less turnover you're not going to pay turnover fees you're not going to pay the monthly fee you know you're going to have tighter control of your operations so yeah not not an infinitely Um, scalable strategy but
1: yeah but especially if you're like local to your properties i mean i guess that doesn't apply to people that aren't but Um, if you're local to your properties and you self-manage, even if you factor that in as an expense, it's a pretty huge buffer. When you figure a professional property manager will be 10% of rents or whatever. And I find that like, for instance, when you sell your house yourself, if you do for sale by owner, you're very unlikely to get more money than if you hire a realtor. Okay. But it's not like, so in that case, hiring a professional is very useful on the dollars and cents, but I don't feel like a property manager really achieves dramatically more pro- like profit on the top end. Like They're not going to get higher than market rent just because they're a professional or whatever. When you hire a property manager, you're hiring a property manager to not have to do it and because they might be better at handling certain issues. Yeah, it's about it, but creating distance really. Yeah, so that's good. And then, three yeah, the crossover there would be for me. Um, I'm not to the point where I could solo self-manage my buildings like that's. I would hate my life. Um, I mean, we have a little over 100 units now. One person can't do that. But for me, we have a staff on payroll that takes care of it. So our cost uh, for our staff is like anywhere between three and 4% of rents, which we would never find a property manager that would do it for that. So, you know, we're saving a good amount of money doing that, which um, doesn't always show up in an appraisal because they're usually going to factor in at least a, a regular property management cost, But, um, but it does uh you yeah. know cash flow for counts. us and and yeah, yeah and it also allows us to pursue some deal be a little bit higher mm-hmm. when we offer because same thing with self managing on a, a smaller buildings like you can afford to offer a little bit more to win deals in a competitive market because you don't have that added expense so yeah, it makes juice. you a little bit more competitive too
0: nice nice what so you got i have the
1: first one I thought of as utility reduction. Hmm. So this is, you know, in the form of if you have, if you're paying the heat for the building, maybe you can pay to separate all the heat and push that back to the tenants. Uh, sometimes an expensive project, but it usually is something that will improve the value of your building because it improves the NOI. You reduce your expenses. So rent minus or um, income minus expenses, NOI, NOI, drives your value. So anything you can do on either end of that helps you out. Uh, Separating the utilities, pushing them back to the tenants is a big one. Um, You can even do certain things to make them more like if you can't separate them out reasonably, um, like water is sometimes hard to separate in older buildings. You can do things like low flow toilets or uh, low flow shower heads, stuff like that, um, as long as it doesn't impact the desirability of your building. We also do stuff where we do twice annual inspections on the building. And as part of that, we do dye tests on the toilets and um, check under all the sinks and do some of that preventative maintenance so that we're not wasting water because a lot of times you'll have a high water bill and it's tied to a running toilet or like a drip in the basement or something that, um, you know, is running up your water. So doing that can help keep your expenses down, which That's value to the building. I like it. Um, I don't do too much insulating uh, because with older buildings, sometimes there's older wiring hanging out in the walls and you don't want to put insulation around old wiring like knob and tube that'll cause a fire if you do that. It's also just Um,
0: very expensive. The payback on that stuff is tough.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you can. uh, The other thing too, like for efficiency is I mean, I have properties that have like an 80-year-old boiler. You can keep repairing that forever. But if you replace the thing, the efficiency on it is probably like two. So (laughs) you can replace it and get, you know, even an 80% efficiency unit. And it'll be a lot, a lot better. So that's that's one of them. Um, Another one that I have is, I guess... uh, just making your unit slightly nicer than your competition Hmm. this mostly applies to b class and below properties um because in a lot of like trendy a class neighborhoods they're all yeah the fanciest type places but if you can do just minor upgrades they'll usually see a much more dramatic increase in rent and a much more dramatic reduction in vacancy. So an example would be like instead of putting in carpet, put in vinyl plank flooring. Like if the, you know, if you have old countertops, even if they look okay, maybe put new ones in. If the cost isn't that different, instead of white appliances, put in stainless appliances. Replace the blinds even if they look like decently clean, that's a cheap thing. Light fixtures and plumbing fixtures, super easy to pay maybe 50 bucks more for the fixture, yeah. but it's really going to make your place look more upscale. And then you'll usually keep people in, get them rented faster and get more money out of your rents. Um, yeah. And then uh, I guess that probably applies to smaller buildings too, huh?
0: yeah we do all that same stuff you know like uh changing out light switches and outlets just so like if you have anything that's almond you know just make it white you know or whatever
1: fresh paint yeah stuff like
0: that but even like we bought screen doors and like we should have spent an extra 100 150 bucks on the like the nicer doors the first thing the tenant sees and touches from the street you know we were we were cheap there we weren't frugal kind of a thing you know
1: yeah that makes sense um have another one struggling to remember
0: now <laughs> you gave me the three that i knew about so um, there, i have preventative maintenance we have utility reduction and we have uh you know making things slightly nicer than the competition
1: yeah your operations also add a lot of value too so like um you know when you renew your tenants do it far enough in advance so that you can market the property before yeah. they actually leave. Manage if your you, vacancy. Yeah. If you do things that way, you can reduce your vacancy to almost zero as mm. long as you don't have air as necessary. And that's gonna help cut down costs, which then improve the value of your building too. Um, the only other thing is like little. I, these aren't all things that I do, but I know people that do, but little ways to improve income. So, for instance, we have a building that has six parking spots for 12 tenants. So, what we did was we told them that next year when they renew, it's not free rain. We're going to number the parking spots one through six. And if they want to pay an additional $10 per month, then they can purchase the right to the parking spot. That's for four of them. And then two of them are garage spots. So we'll charge them $25 per month for the garage spot. So that's just like a little thing. Um, We put in coin-op laundry in all the basements, even if we need to add it. So we'll, uh, we have a service provider that does it. So we take half of the income. The service provider owns the machines, pays for the maintenance pays for any vandalism does everything they're just in our building so we make a little bit of money on that i've heard of people putting in like really powerful wi-fi with extenders in their building and they did they do that because they have security cameras on property Mm -hmm. but then they pay for their own security cameras by charging the tenants like telling them if you don't want to purchase internet you can pay us 25 bucks a month and piggyback on our network or whatever And then they just have all the extenders so that they that's they're on kind of like a slightly segregated network or whatever. Hmm. Vending machines, if your building's big enough, like if you have laundry, coin-op laundry, like I've seen people put those dispensers on the walls with some like single-use laundry stuff. So so, yeah, yeah. so there's all kinds of little things you can do. To drive a little bit of additional income. Just a couple ideas.
0: Nice. All right. That was a good list. Yeah.
1: Plenty of other ideas too, but you know, we could go on and on.
0: Indeed. All right. Well, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this week. Anything else you want to give the people before we sign off? No. Negative. All right. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks everybody. Give us a ring. 412 212 8366 B free RE. You can find Tony on the socials. 412 Agent. Yeehaw, he says.
1: Uh, that's let's hang loose, man. Shakobra. You're okay. from you were in, in California. Shakabra. So you're, you're supposed to know. Um, yeah, at 412 Agent, 412 Agent.com, uh Zillow, bigger pockets under my name, all kinds of different places you can find me. Hit me up. Call our phone number. We'll listen to your question. We'll make an episode about it. Maybe play your question. Who knows? The world is your oyster.
0: The end. Can't got to end on that. So. So.